going on? You are watching and listening to Tags Live, aka Talk About Gay Sex, the live edition here every Wednesday night on Vocal.com. That's V-O-K-L.com. This is episode 413. I'm your host, Stevie, alongside Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell are you doing, Cody? Hello, darling. I'm doing well tonight. Uh, thank you. Love that. Yes. I'm wearing my Hello, Darling shirt, listeners. So, yes. Yeah, it's be a great a time. Evening. Great time to wear that as I'm wearing our Tags podcast shirt. And, you know, it officially is holiday season to start getting some of the gifts for yourself or somebody you know and right now you can get merch tags merch Mm -hmm. like the one i'm wearing we'll probably recreate the one that cody's wearing hello darling and then we'll create the in this climate in this climate in a couple weeks i'll have those up and hopefully in a couple weeks and you will be getting 35 percent off all merchandise all you have to do is go to tagspodcast.com and click on tags merch and all the details will be on there. But now's the time to get some of that stuff to, you know, for yourself or for somebody that you know listens to the show. Yep. By the way, we are live on Wednesday night and we are broadcasting live on YouTube. We have a live audience watching us. Hello, everybody there. And you too can always listen to us live and watch us and put your comments, weigh in on the conversation. Let us know you have some questions or just say hi. We are here for you. Lots to cover in this next hour, including, you know, I got my flu vaccine COVID shot, or my flu vaccine and my COVID shot today, all in one in my left arm. Yeah, I just decided after hearing you and Lincoln talk about it on a previous episode and knowing that I'm going to be traveling, I'm going to be going to Puerto Vallarta and Nayarit, Mexico mm-hmm. in the next, in two weeks. And then I will be going to the Bay area, California. So I just felt like I should probably get vaccinated and get the flu shot. So yeah. I feel alongside the monkeypox and everything else that we got going on in our systems. I mean, we're toxic. In a good way, I hope. <laughs> like Britney. Like Britney. Yeah, you you read my mind, boo. Yes. So yes. It's, yeah, it's definitely that time. We're just a big old cocktail of vaccinations right about now. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you know, we love to read comments when you guys talk back to us. And it really does keep the conversation going. And you know you can always write back into us at Tags Podcast on all social media platforms but you know we are also streaming to youtube every week and some of our youtube audience had some things to say about some previous shows oh really jaqua williams heard our one of our recent episodes where we were talking about Dahmer, and we kept talking if you remember we were talking about the creator of Dahmer series uh-huh. who essentially was saying why he made it and that they did try and contact some of the victims but it was really all about the victims he said i'm hearing stories on twitter about kids showing up this past halloween as jeffrey dahmer so i don't know if the message is getting across the same for everyone 
Wow. Also, as far as the UK OnlyFans 10-inch star, remember, so we were talking about, <laughs> I don't have his name in front of me right now. It's somewhere over here. I could but, try and look it up. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about this UK guy who's bragging. He's mostly straight porn. Wish I had it here. That, oh, I think I do actually have it here, believe it or not. Okay. Um... Theo Jane, excuse me, not Theo Jane. Yeah, no, he's a he, that's the actor from White Lotus. Sorry, I didn't write his name down, but he's an Irish porn star out in the UK who is bragging about his ten inch dick. And this guy Jaqua says, as far as the UK OnlyFans ten inch star being the largest is silly. He needs to visit Brixton in the Jamaica area or Hempstead. He. Heath during midnight he would have he would have to reassess that comment oh okay hey. i think i gotta go there to brixton or i've Hempstead. been to brixton it is yeah a lot of fun and is it andy lee that was the porn star i think that's yes who it is. yes thank you that was him perfect okay. yeah so shout out to Andy Lee. Hey. Shout out to Andy <laughs> Lee. And thank you, Jaquan, for writing. And also, who Tim Gallegos, who listens to us on YouTube, said, I totally agree with Jeremy about being in public spaces after COVID-19. I definitely can relate to shutting down. I get the worst imaginable social anxiety, and I feel awkward and feel like something is seriously wrong with me. Thank you, Tim, for expressing that because I think those feelings, we were essentially, we were talking about how post-COVID, the anxiety that many of us feel in being in large crowds, and we were really referencing it to Seoul, Korea, and the the horrible atrocity of the crush yes. that killed over 154 people recently, and what it's like for reemergence post COVID and how people don't are kind of reassessing. You were saying being kind of on the outskirts of the dance floor, mm -hmm. but your boyfriend, yeah. Joe wants to be in the very middle. And we compromise. It's always a compromise <laughs> when you're in a, in a relationship. So yeah, yeah, that's, it's so sad. And yeah. I really understand what everybody is going through and I really relate to everybody. And I hope you guys are staying safe out there. Absolutely. Hi, James, watching us live from Chicago. Great to see you. All right. Uh, we do, I do want to talk about this next person, and it's a sad story. There is um, Andre Hurtado. Hurtado. Am I saying his name right? Andre Hurtado. So. Sorry, Christian so. Andre Hurtado has okay. passed away at the age of 34. And you might ask, where do you know him from? Many of you may have watched, like I did, and I know Cody did, RuPaul's Drag yep. Race Vegas Review. It was that show, it was a limited series about the making of the Drag Race live production on mm -hmm. a Vegas stage. And if you remember, if you saw it, it was only about six episodes, maybe eight, I'm not sure, and RuPaul was in it. It had mm -hmm. a curated cast of yes. main staples drag race stars. And there were it was all the road to putting this show on a Vegas stage. As the show progressed, we learned that ultimately COVID 
didn't allow it to go up. I think it's up now, which is very exciting. And yeah, I think it's I'm, up now. Yeah, maybe with the same cast. I'm not sure. I plan on seeing it this next spring, which I'm really excited oh. to go. Yeah, more on that. Hey. There's a yeah. I'll tell you more about that later. But Christian Andre Hurtado was. The, at the time on the show, Boyfriends with Cameron Michaels. Yes. And he came on, and during that whole stint, the relationship didn't last. In fact, he broke up with Cameron Michaels and went home. I actually got an inkling for him and thought, well, he's single now, and friended him on his, pri on his private account on Instagram, and he mm -hmm. accepted it. And he did one of those things where he, he accepted my friend request and then started liking some of my pictures and i was oh. beside myself at the time yeah i thought it was so hot well sadly he passed away at the age of 34 wow. and his loved ones have set up a gofundme account to help with his memorial and one of the people that really helped out with them is boomer banks who befriended christian and they became fast friends in the course of four years. In, mm -hmm. in the article that I'll post on tagspodcast.com, Boomer says it was such a shock and part of his soul is just ripped away because they did become oh, wow. such great friends in such a short time. They really got each other. Christian's mom is just beside herself and Boomer Banks has spent the last week because I think he just passed away a couple days ago because mm -hmm. if you look at his Instagram, he was posting Halloween pictures and post pictures with his current boyfriend and looking very wow. happy. There's no note on how he passed away, but our hearts and thoughts are with the family and his mom in particular oh, yes. because she's really going through it according to this article and spending all week talking to Boomer Banks, who's really done a good job of just kind of being there and helping out during this yes. tough time. And, you know, 34, Cody. So it's young. So it's, young. And it's so sad, especially yeah. in this time. My heart just goes out to the family and I, I pray for them to have peace and and just, oh man, I just know this hurts so, so, so well. So I'm just praying for them. And it's just so sad, especially in this time with people. It seems like people are passing away so frequently in this time we just had leslie jordan last week and and yesterday i heard about takeoff from the migos passed away too so it's just such a, a sad time so yes we will list the gofundme page to help out with memorial services for andre they i'll post that on textpodcast.com thursday morning and if you want you can go to there and donate what you can when they need this help during this critical time. So thank you for that. Okay, yeah. we've got to talk about social media and there's a lot in this next category. And we meant to talk about this the other day, Cody, on Tag's podcast episode 412. And I just skipped over mm -hmm. it. I can't believe I skipped over it. But ah, what? That, I know. <laughs> we just got so locked in in conversation. That's what it was. <laughs> we had more fun on that yeah, show than to talk about this, but it's important. Elon yes. Musk, as we all all know has just taken over Twitter and oh, <laughs> no sooner 72 hours had he taken over acquiring Twitter Elon Musk tweeted a baseless conspiracy theory involving Nancy Pelosi's husband Paul 
who, as we all know by now, suffered severe injuries during a violent attack last Friday. Elon took to his social media platform on Sunday Mm -hmm. to spread disinformation about the 82-year-old, we're talking about Paul Pelosi, who had been beaten in the head with a hammer by an intruder. And in response to a tweet Hillary Clinton sent out about David DePape, and David DePape is the one who broke into the Pelosi's house, the suspect in the attack on Paul Pelosi, he spread far-right conspiracy theories. Um, Quote, there is a tiny possibility there might be more to this story than meets the eye, and included a link to a false article that claimed Paul Pelosi and a male sex worker had been in a drunk quarrel. In the name of throwing us gays under the bus, Cody, what the hell? What in the world? She is uh, she is problematic with a capital P. I don't yes. even understand it. Uh, spreading falsehoods and conspiracy theories, in fact, is so dangerous. And now that he owns Twitter, yeah. so many people are ready. I'm ready to jump ship because he, he's going to be unstoppable. I don't even know. I I read that there was a surge of like 500 pe- 500% of people. Uh, sorry. Fi- by 500% people were Googling how to delete their Twitter. Not only. Yeah. Not only is that that tweet disparaging to the Democratic Party, but it's also harmful to the gay community at large. Like now we all gay prostitutes now. What in the world? I, yeah. I'm out here trying to live my life. exactly what's El Ray saying he said I was afraid Elaine was going to go down this path Uh, power is a mother effer Elon. Oh, Elon. I was like, who is Elaine? <laughs> I'm not like Seinfeld. That's why I made you read it. I, <laughs> I went through, I was like going through all the Elaines in my, in my mental world. I Roland was totally was thinking like... Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And I'm like, how does Seinfeld and Elaine Julia fit into this? But I'm all, but I'm all, you know, sometimes Cody's more up on pop culture stuff than me so Uh, let me let him no i was confused i was like oh that bitch elaine go get her (laughs) i hate series i know right (laughs) too funny yes exactly (laughs) well he has officially and let's just see how this plays out but more on social media though you know we have to talk on okay this is kind of an exciting new venture so the grinder founder the original grinder founder not the current oh, one joel okay. simkai launches is, what are we calling it moto moto however you want to say it moto a gay and queer matchmaking app that rethinks hookup culture Motto's goal is to enable sexual exploration and expression while eliminating catfishing headless torsos endless scrolling, toxicity, and discrimination. So Mato is a sex-positive matchmaking app for gay and queer hookups and casual dating from Joel Simkai and Alex Hostetter. It's now available only in New York City, but also I read in Miami as well. It will venture out to every city. With our list. 
You can put yourself on the waiting list. Mato is Simkai's first venture since leaving Grinder five years ago and was created as a premium ad-free alternative for gay and queer community members. Mato mm-hmm. focuses on finding you the right people, not just the closest, on the quality of interactions, not the quantity. Mato sends a push notification at the same time every day with a personalized group of people. Then members decide if they want to start a conversation or not. I kind of like that idea, though. It's very after work business crowd kind of thing or that thing that oh. I went to, you know? Yeah, that, that was the first note that I wrote, actually. It sounds like oh, yeah? speed dating, yeah. Speed dating, yeah, kind of, which I think worked in a, worked for me in various ways. Quote, the vast majority of gay and queer people aren't satisfied with their online hookups and dating experiences. Mato's goal is to help you find someone you're into without frustrating frustration reduce the amount of time you spend on the hookup apps to just a few minutes a day that part i like and i'm going to read you something on a reddit thread in a second and bring people together in the physical world said macho founder grinder created a lot of so they talk about what they did and are mm-hmm. shooting their own horn but that they want those they want a, the process of uh, excuse me. We built Mato to address these issues, simply simplify the process of hooking up and bring back the fun in finding someone you're into. Mato should be just as positive for your mental health as it is for your sex life. Oh, wow. Look at them. I love it. <laughs> it's membership. I'm all about it's a membership based app, a free membership based app mm-hmm. developed and designed using research and input from thousands of gay and queer people from different backgrounds across the country. Um, they heard a lot about the frustrations, Cody, that mm-hmm. have plagued current ways. And I kind of feel like this is the 2.0 of the dating scene and app culture. And I know I'm here for it. I already started the process of setting up my app. I know there's no question. Yeah, I did. I was going to spend, I'm going to, I'll probably spend tomorrow, the next day choosing because you have to choose a minimum of three pictures and they all have to be your face shots. And so I was Mm kind of going through three of recent shots that are me in different kind of settings that maybe one will be shirtless, but the other two will be just me and out and about that probably, yeah, probably maybe eyes wide shut. I don't know, but I have a mask on, so I'm not sure how well that's going to be. Yeah. So yeah, I have enough stuff. So I think I'm here for, you know, what I really like about it is that he got out of grinder and is just, a lot of these apps aren't working for a lot of people. They don't work for yeah. me. What's an interesting question for you is it worked for you. Yeah. But before you answer and tell me, there is a Reddit thread that kind of relates to this. And the person wrote, for those that have struggled with being addicted to Grinder, how did you break it? And he writes, I've struggled... I've passed I, in the past few months with the common deleting and re-downloading grinder for quick hookups. It's not the hookups that make me depressed, but the constant searching for sex and procrastination that has caused negativity, impacts my life and my mental health. 
I wasted yeah. so much time looking and getting plagued with indecision and guilt. I have a really high sex drive and I'm in an open relationship. He goes on and on. But mm -hmm. this is essentially, I think, Mato, if it's really what it says it is, could be a good alternative for him. And what are your thoughts, Cody? Oh, no, I love Mato. Just like we were talking about, it sounds like your speed dating thing where the emphasis is, is less on sex and more on making a connection with somebody. And I, I wish it was out when I was single. And it sounds like it sounds to me like they've been listening to our podcast because you say this all the time. You're always like, Grinder doesn't work for me. The apps don't work for me. This, this sounds like something that actually legitimately could work because it sounds like it's more functional. I, when I was on Grinder, I was trying to focus more so on having a connection with somebody because that's for me having sex with somebody means i have to have a connection with them of some form <laughs> right yeah most, most of the time i'm not i'm right. not gonna say every single time <laughs> there there are exceptions to that rule but obviously time, i would like to have a connection if, I'm, if we're gonna have sex because the sex is always just better if you have that connection so i love this i think that it's a great idea and Art, do you want me to address being addicted to Grinder Because I have a bunch to say about that, too. Yeah, before you do, let's read a couple comments. Okay. Somebody, uh, thank you, Oz. Let me just scroll down there. I feel like any app that's exclusively gay will somehow be turned into a hookup forum. Okay. Um, so I think to the, your point and what you said, you're excited about it. I'm excited about Mato. I, the premise and this, what I read you guys, I got this press release earlier. So the intention, at least what they're writing in the press release is a good intention and sounds 2.0 different. Let's, let's give them a shot and let's see where they go with that. Yeah. Uh, child, they built they built this to get paid. El Rey says, um, "We'll see. It's currently we'll see. free." <laughs> uh, Le Wilden says, "I like it because we need more alternatives, especially since Grinder has been sold to a conservative, that conservative a gay." Yeah. yeah, I wonder how they will protect our privacy. Well, yeah, there you go on all these, and don't all the apps start this way like that? Yeah, um, we'll see. I'm gonna try. I mean, you'll I'm, see. Let me I'm know. Gonna, Let yeah, us I'm know. gonna try. I'll be the. I'll be the guinea pig, and I hope some of you will join me on it. And let's report back. But I really want to see if it's different and new. Um, I don't, Cody. To your point, want to spend a lot of time on these things. I find it's so even more and more i get more frustrated when i see people in the gym not that i'm not in my own world doing my own thing but so uh -huh. many people are buried in their phones walking down the street on a busy afternoon i want to say hey wake up because they're like <laughs> walking and looking at their phone and if i don't move to the right or move to the left so that they can pass by me. They're going to crash right into me. And it's like, pick your head up out of your phone. You're going to get a double chin. And Fine, I'm sorry. It's okay. just, yeah. <laughs> it's me. I'm that person. <laughs> I'm not that person. I just don't find, it's just culturally, I guess. I don't know, or age wise. I'm just not into it. But so if you could culminate the time that I don't have to spend on the phone and give me a curated list of those people that I might match up with, I'm here for it. You know, yeah. But what Sounds you good. spend a lot of time on the app 
Oh my God, I spent so much time on Grindr. I was legit addicted to Grindr. My friends had a mini intervention for me as far as Grindr was <laughs> concerned. I feel like when we started to hang out more and more, they had already had the intervention. Okay. And so I, what I had to do was actually physically put the phone away because their, their main complaint was that I wasn't connecting with them enough and that our time wasn't time that was actually spent getting to know each other and being in each other's presence and loving one another and getting to know one another. And I think that my addiction, I saw that my addiction kind of got in the way of it. <clears throat> so... Yeah, I I put away the phone. At one point, I even deleted Grinder. So it, that was even before I deleted it for because I started dating Joe. So that's a whole nother reason to delete Grinder. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But even even now, I still occasionally wonder what's going on on Grinder. That's why I was so happy to make your profile for you on Grindr because I could be on Grindr and be like, oh my gosh, who is this? Who is this? We should hit him up and all that kind of stuff because you get that rush from it. So it's completely understandable, but it, you also have to take the time to get to know the people that are actually in your space and connect with them. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to try this and give it a shot. I think it's brand new. I like that I love change. It sounds 2.0 to me, like a shift in the culture, at least trying to. Doesn't mean it's going to work, but I'm here for it and I want to yeah. try it all out. Uh, let's read a couple. I can't wait to come over your house and 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 go through all your Okay, yeah. <laughs> says, honestly, the best thing would be to start meetup groups with targeted interests and plan mixes around those interests. Yes, oh, you know, fun. I was talking with a friend and as I've gotten into personally hiking recently and going on hikes, my friend was telling me that she was a part in a different city of hiking groups and I there probably are in where I live here in New York, where you live, wherever you live, special interest groups that you could get involved with. So whether it's tennis or I know a lot of people like volleyball or art or here in New York City, we've got this great thing where you can go sketch really hot, naked, almost naked guys in a bar and you're oh, a I love drink and yeah, draw. Yeah, drink and draw. It's so much so fun. I personally am not, uh, no, I would do it, but I would be gawking and drooling at the hot asses my, that I was trying to draw. So I would be, be really bad figure. at it. And it would be stick, <laughs> I would be a little bit above stick rigor, but it would still no. be a Monet exchange <laughs> of some sort. And yeah, but my point is, is that you can, I love the, thank you, Oz, in to piggyback off what you're saying, I think meetup groups can be great. And maybe it's something Mono will include, but I love that idea because there is something for everybody. You all have some, we all have some interests outside of just going out. And yeah. if you can find those, if you happen to live in a city, that's great. He says, most major cities have kink societies. Um, do they call them moshes, sloshes, and noshes, depending on the type of meetup? Yeah, we wow. here have Daddy Meetup in New York, and I'm a, I get their emails. Why and am I just not hearing about Daddy Meetup? Daddy Meetup, and so they'll have things like jockstrap kettlebell classes, or naked yes. yoga, or then they have the more kinkier versions like jack off, circle jerk. Tuesday, Tuesday lunch, jerk off, those kind of, you know, fun stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Um, 
That's all fun cool. stuff. Yeah, I love all that. Lastly, in our social media uh, social media news, Tumblr, if you still knew they were around, <laughs> but they are, is to allow nude images, not sexually explicit ones, still not okay. Blogging site Tumblr will now allow images of nudity, the company announced on Tuesday, in conjunction with an update to its community guidelines. Quote, we now welcome a broader range of expression, creativity, and art on Tumblr, including content depicting the human form. And yes, that includes the naked human form, the announcement read. The site, however, will continue to prohibit visually depictions of sexually explicit acts, along with hate, spam, violent threats, or anything illegal, the company noted. And the decision to allow nudity comes after Tumblr announced in September that it was instituting community labels that let users filter the content they viewed. It, quote, it was our first step toward a more open Tumblr, the Tuesday announcement explained. And, you know, I was thinking about this, Cody, and Mm -hmm. I like Tumblr, but is, do you think this is far enough? Because they used to allow so much more before. And is it like, can you just play with the people? Because really... I was thinking about this. I have mm-hmm. an OnlyFans account now to follow other members. And I follow oh. two I follow two members, but I had to create a profile on there. And recently two people have decided to follow me, which I guess our job. A, so I was thinking, is 2020 my 2023 my year? Yes, so, it is. You know, Make maybe, money, honey. Yeah. And I guess the point being is. I guess I could use Tumblr now and Twitter to post my, you know, teaser shots. Yes. And then you get the real thing. So I guess in the, in the, in the case that I'm proposing, it might work out because I would, I would want to use Twitter and give them a, a tease of what you could get on OnlyFans. But I can now also use Tumblr too. Yes. Uh-huh. And the more places you have to promote what you really want to be selling or displaying Mm -hmm. in the art room. Oh, yes. (laughs) Then I think that's kind of a good thing. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Totally. I agree with you 100%. I think, I do think that it's not far enough, but I think that once they see how far, like OnlyFans tried to do this as well. They they threatened to get rid of all the sexual content when they see how many people come back to tumblr because of this especially with everything that's going on over at twitter with elon Musk, which we talked about earlier yeah (laughs) i think that they're going to get more adventurous as far as what they accepted in their content so i it's in my guess is is that they will eventually allow sexually explicit material because and then find a way to filter it out because i think that's a a nice middle ground for them to be on. So I really hope that they wisen up and and fill this this gaping hole that Elon Musk is going to leave in the internet. I agree. And <laughs> <laughs> just moving on to our next story in more on social media. We could not talk we had so much more to talk about. This section uh-huh. is called more on social media knowledge is power and this comes from a listener sinfully good who listens to us all the time and often comments and gives us really good insight into what we should be talking about he said he notices popping up a lot on twitter 
quote, a bottom finding out his top been topped is like a chick finding out her man is gay. I'll read it again. A bottom finding out his top has been topped is like a chick finding out his man is gay. He said this has been posting up a lot lately. I don't think that's true at all. (laughs) I don't think so. The atrocity (laughs) of thinking your man is one way and finding out the opposite is probably gut-wrenching, to say the least. Yeah. To find out that your man just doesn't want... That liked some dick D every so often is kind of refreshing and could potentially give you a break because let's just say you're with a guy that's 10 inches. Like what we were just talking about, are you really going to be ready at all times when he's ready to, I dated a guy that was super huge Mm -hmm. and he was all top. I think I would be refreshed to know that, Oh my gosh, you enjoy it. Now, you know what I experienced. Yeah. And now we can mix it up a little bit, even if it's 90-10. Yeah. I would be happy with that. But the, all the pressure to always be ready and prepared to take all that, mm, I don't know if it's sustainable. To- <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm all about my organic living. <laughs> organic loving, as you Oh, say. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I don't know. What are no, your thoughts on that? I agree with you. I think as gay men, we should be as versatile as possible. It feels like we should be more well-versed, pun intended, in all aspects of our sexuality. Because for me, being a... <laughs> Sorry, I mean, go ahead, I'm listening. A, a feminine top, a, a, blouse, a blouse, if you will. <laughs> having bottom before has only improved my topping skills in my personal opinion and uh you can check my credentials honey because my my yelp reviews are top tier i got five stars on yelp you know this is going to be repackaged tomorrow morning on the quote of the day i just got thank you for giving me the quote of the day i did it just for you boo (laughs) Uh yeah Go ahead. Where is it? I 100% agree with you. Some of the comments said, me to the top. How can you top a bottom and let a man bend you over? Right. (laughs) uh, Others said, the gays are so desperate to be straight, it's pathetic. That was my next point. I like like that point. This is toxic toxic masculinity in, in some form or fashion, in a different gay, through a different gay lens. Because... Why can a top not experience the same pleasure as a bottom at the end of the day? Yeah. Do you just get to, right. I think to your point, it's kind of a beautiful thing that, yes, if you find yourself in one position and you meet somebody and it works out, that's great. But part of Mm -hmm. the beauty of being gay is you can mix it up. And that's not saying that, again, it could be 90-10, but I would be excited as a 90% bottom here, although I've talked recently on the show, yeah. how I, I've really explored my top side at 51, and I'm totally here for it. And I thought I was going to have to take a stimulant of some sort to be hard the whole time. Turns out I don't even have to. 
And so it gives me such renewed life to know that, oh, I would love to not always have to be the bottom the whole time. And yeah. like you said, the to know how it feels. And I'm packing some decent package. Some down heat the, over there. Some heat over here. <laughs> so I could serve it. What are we talking oh, about? Just, all of a sudden, are we talking about Thanksgiving dinner or a, a side oh of mesh? But I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. But let's read some comments. You know, yeah, well, go ahead. You know what's funny is that over <laughs> Halloween, one of my boyfriend's friends asked if I would be okay. He asked my boyfriend, Joe, if I would be okay getting my ass eaten out. And I was like, hail to the yes, please come over here. I just have to make sure it's nice and cleaned out before you go down there. <laughs> but please, please come and eat this ass. I love it. The first time I ever got my ass eaten, I was climbing the walls. It was stellar. Well, just go have another colonic like you just recently <laughs> told us you did, and you'll be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> ready honey <laughs> <laughs> what are people saying Cody before I move on the people are saying a good top has bottom says El Rey um, Oz says it's called being versatile uh, El Rey also goes on to say apparently he had unrealistic fantasies of a top and El Rey agrees uh, Oz also agrees with me and says the best top knows firsthand what it's supposed to feel like so i 100 percent. and Weldon says who cares if he can take it that means he knows how to give it uh there's all and el ray says there's always one that will get through um i'm not quite sure what he means by that but i need a little bit of uh context on that one and uh says versatiles are the proverbial redheads <laughs> like they don't really exist <laughs> they're very few and far between is what well, I that's where i go that. back to true versatiles may not be a 50 50 thing but i do think there are 80 20s and 90 10s that can exist so in other words you can meet somebody i'm most of the time I want a bottom. I'm that's been the role that I've been most comfortable with. And mm -hmm. those that I'm gonna connect with are going to be the other role top. But it's not hard and fast. And the part of being gay that's not like you said, a misogynistic view lens, is yeah. that we have that beauty to kind of flip it and mix it and try something different. And you know, yeah. and how fun would it be? I yeah, I've just flipped it at 51 and it's been really satisfying. And so yeah, I'm here. You're for like it. Missy Elliott. Flip uh, it and <laughs> I put my thing down, flip it and reverse it. Yes. Uh, do we need to cue that up? Because I, <laughs> I love that song. Yes, it's so good. Coming in 2023, you guys, on our Patreon page, we're doing a pre-party for our listeners that want it just for a small change that, you know, just to give you a little heads up, our Patreon members help support the show and keep this show running. And we are about to celebrate six years in January. Super excited about that, of podcasting, the OG Sex Podcast podcast. And one of the things that we're going to be offering in 2023 is a little pre-party to this show. And you'll only get it if you support us on Patreon. And one of the things you'll be getting is some of our favorite tunes. You can ask us anything. Uh, we'll do some cocktail 
you know, concoctions and all the good stuff. You can support us and keep the show running on patreon.com forward slash tags podcast. And we appreciate all of you who have supported at some moment in time or those considering it at whatever. We know it's a tough time, but we really thank you for all your support and just for listeners. We thank you and participating in our live show. Thank well, you yeah, I did want to give you a little heads up on one last social media that I did not know. I was looking at a guest that's been on our show's social media, Will Tantra. We're going to have him back on the show next year. He was talking about being a service top. I did not know what a service oh. top is, but the definition is it's part of the kink BDSM community and it's where a top gets off on the needs of a bottom. And he was with a, I was, are you one of those? <laughs> I am indeed a, a service top. <laughs> a top that gets off on the needs of his bottom. I, I like that. Yeah. I really yeah, like that. It's great. It's, it's, Oh, go ahead, finish your story. I'm sorry. Just that I'm I'm looking for a service top, and we're just going to put it out there. I have, <laughs> I've got the stage for the moment, so I'm putting it out there. But go ahead. Hey, get it. The, we are accepting applications, applications. at textpodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's great to be a service top. I feel like that is a position that I play, that I, I, I really enjoy playing, and because there's nothing hotter to me than actually, God, it's about to get dirty. Uh, <laughs> we're we're called being, a sex podcast, so yeah. <laughs> being inside the person that you love and just seeing the pleasure that you are giving them, having their eyes roll into the back okay. of the to hear the the moans and the and the the various wiggle the bodily movements of, of pleasure. It's just, it's so intoxicating. Or how about, let me piggyback or literally piggyback when somebody is piggybacking (laughs) you. (laughs) Oh, you mean like being in the middle (laughs) or just your, somebody's behind you and you, your bottom grabs you, your ass and your legs to pull you in closer or to grab you. You know what I'm saying? I know. (laughs) Those are those moments that, you know, you're connected on a multitude of levels and vibrations that, yeah. Uh, It is glorious. Glorious. So if I am a, a service top, I have a new... Uh, title to place on my resume now service top service top i love it (laughs) okay well we've got to move on as we are still live lots to cover in the next part of the show (laughs) yeah i know you know we want to talk about some coming out stories that really i think um made the waves and one of them was magic johnson on learning to accept excuse me, his gay son, EJ, uh, quote, he changed me. The year was 2010 and scarves were in. <laughs> very, uh, says, very European, says EJ Johnson, the son of Magic Johnson. As, we, as he recalls, when he came out as 
gay to his father. Quote, mm -hmm. even in the summer, you had your linen scarves. That was the look. And of course, I was rocking the scarves because it was hot and he just could not stand it. In a new interview with Variety ahead of the April 22 release of They Called Me Magic, an Apple TV Plus docuseries that covers his life and career, Johnson revealed that he initially struggled to come to terms with his son's sexual orientation. Quote, when you grow up in team sports, you're thinking, is he going to play sports, Johnson says? And then when I saw that he liked dolls and to play dress up, quote, what are you doing? I was out to all my friends, says EJ, who is now 29. My parents were the last people that I really had to talk to about it. It wasn't new for me, but they had to really take that in and digest it, especially my dad, because he was really the last person to talk to. I think it was just a lot for him to swallow in that conversation, a lot of just going back and forth. And he was just rattling off about things that weren't particularly nice, but he's not somebody who works great being concerned or surprised he'd come up with stupid rules um but ultimately he did come around yes Cor correct yeah that's Cody. the most important part yeah and he got ahead of the curve uh in another story i, I was reading it seemed like he came around sooner in that instagram post that we were talking yes. about earlier in the post, interview in the interview but it sounds like he had a lot to come to terms with Magic Johnson, which is kind of surprising to me because how are you who are HIV positive, not gay, <laughs> but it sounds like he wasn't as accepting as early as maybe he could have been because his son, I mean, you're HIV positive, which is associated with our community. And you think you would have been a little bit more, I think it's befitting that he was handed down. I think you're handed down what you can handle. Yes. And he was handed down a disease that he's done remarkably with and still living today and such a role model, Magic Johnson. Mm -hmm. But he was also handed a son that is very out there, I th would argue. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, I'm glad that they've worked it out. What are your yeah, thoughts? Me too. <clears throat> in the interview, like you said, it seemed, I think that in the interview, what he said, was one of the quotes that he, that really jumped out at me was that he changed EJ changed him and so gave him more perspective on life and what it really meant like to to love your child, which is something that really touched my soul. Um, I really think that a lot of parents can learn from Mag Magic Johnson and because a lot of parents get hung up on what the picture or what the idea of what they hope for their kids are and they forget that the ultimate goal for any child is to make sure that they're happy and taken care of and loved and everything else after that is just cake. So. Yeah. Moving from cake to cookie. Do you know Cookie Johnson, <laughs> his wife? Little you better known... get it. <laughs> you better do it. You know I love a cookie over a cake. But Cookie Johnson, little known fact, I used to work behind the desk at this trainer gym in the 90s when I first moved to la to be an actor i worked behind the one of the first early trainer gyms mm -hmm. so it was nothing but trainers and their clients and many of them were celebrities some of the celebrities that were that i could care less about ryan seacrest was <laughs> always in there always but 
Cookie Johnson came in to take spinning class and I would have oh, to, nice. and I worked the front desk and I was a newbie in LA and mm-hmm. bright eyed. And I was like, so we would get, you know, I'd be like, Ryan, yeah, go. And then, <laughs> and he was get like, there. get in there. But Cookie Johnson, I was always like, hi. And she was super nice and lovely at the time. And I was just like, yeah. But a lot of other celebrities that we ran into that I'll tell you later, but super fun. And yeah, I'm happy for him. And, you know, unlike that, which sounds like a natural way of Magic Johnson accepting his son, and I'm glad he's talking about it in a new docuseries, Heartstopper mm-hmm. Kit O'Connor was forced to come out as bisexual after queer baiting accusations. So Kit O'Connor is in a show. The show, I guess, is called Heartstopper. Yep. That's it. It's actually yeah. pretty good. What, what's it on, Cody? It's on Netflix. Let me double check. Is it good? I've only seen two episodes. From what I saw, it was pretty good. Okay. It's, it's like a, a, a tween type deal. Okay. So Kit O'Connor is one of the stars of it, and he's been forced, according to many articles I've read, to come out as bisexual at just the age of 18 after fans claimed he was queer baiting for his role in the teen love story that, like you said, Heartstopper. Quote, back for a minute, I'm bi. Congrats for forcing an 18-year-old to out himself. I think some of you missed the point of the show. Bye. So... Back for a minute, uh, adding to Connor's sentiment, it also seems like these people have forgotten themselves what it's like to be in the closet. Mm. A lot of and yeah, I think because of just postings he had posted, he's only 18. Wow. A lot of the cast have been posting stuff to promote their show, but oof. I don't know. It doesn't sound like he was happy about being forced to. Although no one put a gun to his head, you know. But still, he must have... Yeah, but I agree. I agree. I'm just saying... Yeah, yeah. no, nobody was actually physically forcing him to come out. But, like... People can be horrible. The harassment? Yeah. You should have learned the lesson early on. Don't read the comments. Don't read the comments. And when you're famous on a show like that, really... You have your PR team handle your Twitter account. Really? Yeah. It, because the uh, people were probably harassing him about, and I read in the in the article that it was he also had an issue with the the whole gay actors playing gay roles, which we've had a discussion about on this show several times. And he's like, you never know what somebody's sexuality is, so you, that's prop. It's it's kind of problematic to have that. And I can see his point, but I think it's kind of a, a layered discussion. And. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the day like nobody sh- i just want everybody to have a level playing field as far as acting is concerned and or in any profession really so i really just i re- my heart goes out to him really because I, I don't think that at any age you should be forced to do something that you're not ready to do including coming out to the world basically because that's crazy and to come out to basically the entire world that's not cool. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. I think, you know, Twitter trolls are horrible mm-hmm. and you just, you can't, you, it's sad because he's only 18 years old, but Twitter, Twitter owners are horrible. Wait, what? I just, Did I say but, that? but I also, yeah, Twitter owners. Hello. <laughs> but I think, you know, where was his team to back him up? 
I, where was his team at? You know, how is he an 18 year old talented actor? And where was his team to really help Support him out? Him. And yeah. you know, these teams have, he's got agent management on and on and on. And where were they to kind of help circumvent some of this bullshit that he had to go through to come out that way? But coming out is a personal thing and maybe he didn't even share with many of them. So, yeah, you know, the trolls got to him, but good for him for handling it in a mature way. And I think he's going to be okay. but we're here for you. Maybe I'll check out that series. (laughs) He watched it in two days, so. What did he think? He said, I would have loved to have something like it out when he was a teenager. So that is, I think that's his stamp of approval. So Okay, okay. Got it. Like oh, Ray it. also says, forcing an 18-year-old to come out in this climate. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we've got a little bit of time to cover this next topic. It's two stories that we're merging into one and a whole discussion on it in the course of like five minutes. Okay, we, we can do it. it. We got this. the first got this. one. I'll read you the two topics. <laughs> the first one by one news source says is a 37 year old age gap love against the odds. So essentially, when I was single in my mid to late 20s, my search filters on Tinder, they write, and Grindr always ended at the age of 55. I don't think there's anything wrong with dating outside of your age as long as you both are legal adults and mature enough to handle a relationship. Mm -hmm. Plus, I'm sure there's more than a few of you reading this article, myself included, with a zaddy daddy kink. Then there's... Yeah. So... We, especially as gay people, face so many hardships for loving who we love, same-sex relationships, same-sex interrelationships, and trans relationships. Unfortunately, there's always going to be a percentage of the population who hates us just because we're not cookie-cutter heterosexuals. I'll put the rest on tagspodcast.com. But we're pairing it up with, with, does the older guy in a relationship have to be the responsible one? And this article essentially says, guys just want to have fun, right? Even when they're (laughs) the older one in a relationship. One fellow told a Reddit gay community that he's scared of dating a younger guy because he doesn't want to feel the pressure of having to the more mature, more responsible one. Quote, I don't want to be someone's daddy that the user wrote. This sucks because I've been approached by younger guys who are very attractive. Some commenters on the thread could sympathize. Oof, I get this. One wrote, I work with a guy that I flirt with on and off. And we joke around a lot too. He's 18, I'm 24. So I'm sure I should should even give him a shot. Anyway, I get it. I hope everything works out in a way that's mutually beneficial. Interesting comments, that we'll start with you, Cody, because okay. you are. And what's the age gap between you and Joe? Six six weeks. <laughs> Let me I'm ask a, the question again. I'm a newborn. 31 and I'm going to need you to swear with your hand up in a court of law. Judge Judy here. Judge Judge Judy is here. Judge Judy just joined in, and she's not having it. She's not. She's also not not having having that. She doesn't want all your malarkey, and you're wasting too much time on her watch. Okay, sorry. I apologize. How much of an age gap is between you and your boyfriend, Joe? 11 years. 11 years. Thank you very much. Your honor, 11 years. 
Thank you very much. Okay, so it's not a 37-year age gap. (laughs) (laughs) But let me move on to the second point of the question. Does the older guy in a relationship have to be the responsible one? I don't think so. I think that... I don't either. I'm not the responsible one in my relationship. Well, let me just... Before you answer the rest of it, because you're really living it, it's... Hello, do we not? So what? We get a certain age and we only have to learn from our age and we're expected that we learned everything. Yeah. Newsflash. I didn't learn everything and missed every class practically, but the fun class, I know how to have fun. So that would assume that, and everybody older than me, it's like, no, I learned from so many of my younger peers all the time. People know different things about different things. So it's just kind of a weird proposition to think that the older one. But you know, Cody, Mm -hmm. and I know you're not in this, which I love about your relationship, is because you are not in this boat. But you know there are those relationships out there with the older one who's taking the younger one in. If you're you're listening to us on the audio podcast, I'm cradling in um, an imaginary (laughs) boyfriend underneath my wing (laughs) here. Which my wings are getting pretty big lately, Cody. I'm doing a lot of lats. You better do it. Yeah, I am. But that's a different OnlyFans proposition. (laughs) Coming soon in 2023. But the point is, you know a lot of those guys fall under that category where they just want to like take somebody in and but if you the younger one misbehaves it's gonna all hell's gonna freeze over it's true and i don't uh, that uh i think i've been in that situation before of older yeah and it's gross and it's not okay i mean not it wasn't okay for me for some people it probably works just fine but it wasn't okay for me i think that i i completely agree with you that a relationship should be based on two people trying to make each other better at the end of the day and to further kind of expound on your point because like you said i am living it right now i think that in my relationship currently I I teach Joe things and Joe teaches me things. Uh, Joe teaches me how to be more confident and about reaching, reaching for my dreams, even when like having that drive to, to, to make sure that I aspire to, to be the greatest me as far as my, my work is concerned. And I think I teach him uh, a lot about patience. We teach each other about patience. (laughs) And I think that I teach him, uh, uh, how to relate to people better, and he's even said that. I actually texted him. Not be so him, bossy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just something that. that happens in relationships. <laughs> that's all. Not your relationship. And we also teach each other how to be vulnerable. <laughs> like we teach each other how to be vulnerable because the way that he's vulnerable is not necessarily the way that I am vulnerable. Yeah, so, it's not an age thing yeah, because it's not. we all come from different backgrounds, different lifestyles, and different choices that we make in life, work, and everything that we're focused on. I know a lot about the arts and politics and things of communications. I don't know the first things about engineering and a lot of, you know, scientific, a lot of, tons of things yeah and so many people know that 
But perspective on life can get you out of your rut that you're currently in. And we all get in those ruts. So I can be 51 the age I am and be angry about something stupid and silly. And mm-hmm. my younger partner can say, lighten up because you have this plus, you know, it's a yin and yang is the Amen. point of the story. And yeah. so I just think, yes, it's it can be a beautiful thing. And it's one of the things to, to go back to that misogynistic wave lens that we were talking about Ooh, that I'm is kind of beautiful about our LGBTQ acronym is that mm-hmm. we have the ability, because we're such a young being, mm-hmm. lifestyle, to mm-hmm. yeah. really intertwine with ourselves and that doesn't always involve the same age group and it's kind of a beautiful thing that really is i think iconic and setting a tone yeah that's kind of cool (laughs) and it has less to do i mean i just always learned from my I, i i've heard some people say in the past and i practices i have friends of various age groups and i think it's really important in multicultural people and i think that just enriches my life all the time so let's read a couple comments the younger one should consistently demonstrate they're capable of holding their own the younger one should consistently demonstrate they're capable of holding their own okay uh uh-huh and the elder in the relationship oz says has to acknowledge the other as an equal Yes, and responsible part of the union. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what we were talking about. Thanks for playing. And it's time for our final segment called Thirst Trap. And in this segment, we look at straight up gay porn. And it's a site. I'll post this on tagspodcast.com. And this week, they're asking the question, out of these 14 porn stars, who took the best photo or video? And our job is to descriptively tell you why we thought on an audio podcast why they were the hottest of the batch who was your favorite cody i think i just changed mine because i had a whole thing uh typed out and now i just looked at this picture and uh, adrian hart colt well adrian hart is so hot especially with that huge penis but colton reese in that sling with that ass hanging out of that jock strap it's just it's taking the cake for me (laughs) in that blue background i'm i'm all here for it It makes me want to go buy a sling right now and he's just too adorable who i think i know who you're gonna pick who did you pick Gael creok Yes, that is who I picked for you to pick. <laughs> Gael is laying uh, in a mass of pillows with his one eyebrow up, beautiful black hair, beautiful beard, one eyebrow up. Did I say that? Uh, six pack abs, head, dick of steel, hairy in the right places, and is kind of like, come hither, what? look on his yes. face and i'm here for it but like i always do i went on to Gael's twitter account and i liked what i saw okay. so he gets my vote and in fact i'm gonna vote for him right now on the feed because the we want to he is the leader oh okay yeah. i'm just voting for him right now because when you do people go to it you're right he is the leader at 17.22 percent 303 votes ahead of kai ecstatic you can vote and you will help keep this going on and on. What are other people saying, Cody? 
They are agreeing with you, Gael Kriok. My my original vote was for Valentin Armoire, and he's like in the kitchen, and he must be baking cake because all I see is a, a big ass in the in the frame. And I was like, yes, that's my first pick. But then Colton Reese just took my heart when I was going through it again. But the people <laughs> are saying Valentin Armoire also, and then Colton Reese is a close second. Yeah. Adrian, my God. Oh, Adrian, I missed that one. Yeah, Adrian yeah. Hart. Ooh. It's, it's a good list this week. I'm so it, happy. It, yeah, excellent. I like when they're kind of curated a little bit less. I yes. love that. Absolutely. Well, we want to thank you for our live audience for 100% for participating and watching us live and putting in the comment section. It really keeps the show conversation going. But you can always keep the conversation going by... Tw- tweeting at us at tags podcast dm dming us at tags podcast on our instagram account of course we are on youtube and the tiktok and so <laughs> we want to hear from you on all key- let's keep this conversation going because it's not just cody and i we want to hear from you that's right and it makes it that much more fun um follow my co-host cody he's a life coach and you know the new year's coming up cody are you going to be taking some new clients as the always new accepting clients okay well so, you can, hit me yeah, up hit him up at kmd coaching and you do relationships and what what's your expertise i do mainly relationship coaching for for gay men yes how about uh career I can do career coaching. It's not my my what I like to specialize in, but so I like relationship to talk, though. I like to talk about boys at the end of the day. And help for, oh, okay. This is we're I'm gonna explore this more in 2023 with yeah, you for the show. I love to talk about boys and, and how to get the boy. How to get a boy, how to keep a boy, how to do all the things with the boy, how to service top a boy. And you <laughs> know you found the boy on I did. So you and I've great, kept him for so long. I'm Imagine that. I can't believe I've oh, please. been this long. I love it. KMD Coaching, KMD Coaching, or his personal account, Mr. Maurice. Mr. Maurice. Follow us, of course, at Tags Podcast, or my personal account, I am underscore Steve V. I am underscore Steve V. And in the meantime, thanks so much. Continue watching and following us. And in the meantime, continue having hot gay, gay sex. sex.